And I saw a door open above me in heaven, and a voice that had spoken previously said, Come up a little higher! What you doing down there with the snakes? What you doing down there with the dogs and the sorcerers? <laughs> Woo! Philippians 3.11, Amplified. Classic. That you may obtain the resurrection above the dead while in the body. Let your hearts and minds be raptured while in the body so that we can transform this whole earth into Zion because that's God's plan for the world. For God so loved the world. He sent His Son for everybody. Is the resurrection for everybody, every human spirit. If they don't want to rise, you know what? I don't even think that's going to be very few people, especially in the USA. I think a lot of people, most people in the USA will rise. That's what I'm seeing in Minneapolis, and we're a forerunner city. The resurrection of all human spirit life atop Mount Zion by the unconditional blazing torches of the Lion of Judah. Perfect love. And it goes through your loins. It's a resurrection. It's not like an outpouring, you know, from above. It's actually an uprising, a resurrection from below. Just like his first coming was a real renegade outside the religious system, uprising, an organic grassroots thing outside the synagogue stru structure of Israel. You know, you get baptized by the guy that been kicked out of the synagogue. John the Baptist. Been kicked out of the synagogue for years. Jesus goes and gets baptized in that system that he called the kingdom that was outside all buildings made by human hands. Thousands of synagogues. Thousands. They were building Herod's temple, and it was complete. And they'd raised $40 billion. <laughs> and you know, all the rabbis helped themselves. Jesus is like, I'm not even going to be a part of your system. I'm going to get baptized by that guy that's been excommunicated, John the Baptist. Pharisees came down to see him only because he was drawing crowds. People were actually listening to the cousin It living in the river. A big hairball, Nazarite. Never cut his hair or his beard from birth. Cousin It down there. This renegade movement. Just a big hairball wearing some camel skins. Wild locusts and honey. Jesus started outside the system. And I tell you the truth, that's what he's doing here in his second coming. Completely other. Outside of everything you've thought you've known about Christianity. And he's doing it in the inner city. He's doing it in the ghetto. It is entirely grassroots. It's a 100% kingdom. No human flesh has any control over it. He's the father of spirits, lights, and glory. No man, no woman can say, Oh, I'm the Father of spirits, lights, and glory. God alone is the Father of spirits, lights, 
and glory, it is written. So that no human being can take credit, and that's what's killed every previous revival. Human being gets in there, gets puffed up with pride, saying, I did something, look at all the fasting I did to deserve being a leader. Look at all the Bible reading. You know, I really deserve to be a leader of this revival. No, this is predestined for ordained. No human being gets any vote whatsoever. No human organization, no human system. 100% organic grassroots, spirit-led, God-led, Father of spirits, lights, and glory. It's very important, otherwise it won't actually be the resurrection. It's fake. It's just another phony revival marketed on God TV to make money. Bunch of hoopla. You got a bunch of emotional people up there, you know, sounding like they know some stuff, and everyone gets excited, and it fizzles out, and it's not revival. Nothing ever happens. You know, you can just muster up some energy, and, you know, you pray a little in tongues, and you can heal any sickness. That doesn't mean it's the resurrection. That's not the Great Awakening. The resurrection and the Great Awakening, as prophesied in Scripture, is entirely outside the pyramids of human systems. Any human mind and any human brain in any place in Christianity has absolutely zero to do with the Great Awakening or the resurrection that Jesus Christ said would take place on the third day. This Great Awakening is called in the Bible the Resurrection. You're already in it. Most of you were born in it. And you got a tribulation in it because Satan doesn't want to lose you, so all the pressure of Satan's stars penetrate your brains with lies every day. Mostly religion. Mostly externalism in the light of Satan's stars that fell from heaven. And they always say, they're the Lord, and they're a familiar spirit sitting on your shoulder, and they keep you ensnared to works of what you need to do to please God. And I hear a hundred thousand Christians every year say, the Lord tell me to do this, and it's never once the Lord. <laughs> the Lord is the anointing oil burning in your heart. It's time to be led by the Lord of glory and not the familiar spirit of religion that never bears any good fruit. Most of you are so ensnared with familiar spirits of religion, you've never obeyed the Lord once in your life. But now is the time of the resurrection. The Lord of glory will burn through your heart so ferociously that you'll know Him in all His glory, in all His power, in all His resurrection life. And it won't be some external thing telling you do's and don'ts. That's a demon 100% of the time. There's no do's and don'ts in the New Covenant. No. It's just a river. <laughs> the do's and don'ts is the old covenant bewitchment. Trying to finish in the flesh what began in the spirit. But if you never began in the spirit, all you got is the externalism of the flesh. And that's what's wrong with nearly 90 million Christians in the USA. They've never even developed their spirit life. They've never seen spiritual leadership that walked in full spiritual stature, that was led of the Lord of glory in the seven blazing torches of the temple of the Holy Spirit with Christ realized within so that they've realized the glory in their souls and they're not you know serving Satan's stars worshiping Satan's stars and externalism in temples made by human hands which is witchcraft <laughs> you know in your Sunday morning rituals Sun day the SUN the light of the stars that fell from heaven and that's why they're so filled with bewitchment 
because they're full of the wrong light. Jesus Christ warned you, beware that the light in you is not actually darkness. That's scripture. He warned him that in the Gospels because they were so religious, all of that light of religion in them was Satan, Lucifer, the angel of light that deceives, it is written. And Jesus is a light, but the light of the glory is so unknown that when that glory shines, you should have seen the 35 comments we got when we promoted that video two days ago. Just the worst, most hideous blasphemy you could ever imagine the things these people are saying. And I only marketed it to, to Christians and Holy Spirit Christians in U.S., Canada, Netherlands, Scandinavia, United Kingdom, Australia, New Zealand. Got a few thousand views. And I mean, in, I only marketed it to Christians. And these people, I mean, they're, they're saying the most hideous, blasphemous things you've ever... They're completely demonized because they're serving Satan's stars. Their Christianity is a ministry of condemnation. It's a ministry of do's and don'ts and a ministry of externalism. It's old covenant sorcery. I tell you the truth. And this is an accurate statistic from Satan himself. 98% of Christianity done in the world is actually witchcraft. And it's not even God at all. you got to find God living within you. And then you got to realize the glory. And there is so much glory to be realized, it will blow your mind every day. I've been going from glory to glory for 19 years. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. He has never disappointed me. I've never had, you know, hope deferred making the heart sick. I've never had hope deferred. It's always been yes and amen by living from Christ within me, blazing through my heart and mind as a temple of the Holy Spirit, transforming all the circumstances, situations around me for 19 years. We've ne I mean, if we lost momentarily, we quickly got up again and shook it off and started winning with more anointing. We don't take no for an answer. We got the Godhead in us. We don't lose any battle to any demon, any principality, power, throne, dominion, any spiritual wickedness in the heavenly sphere. doesn't matter what it is. I mean, there is nothing in the kingdom of hell that can stop us. The only thing that can stop us is ourselves by not believing that Christ is more powerful than our circumstances and situations. What does the Bible say in Isaiah? Arise from the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you. For the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. That's the resurrection of the Lord of glory from your spirit. The Lamb of God lives inside your spirit life. The word for wind and spirit, pneuma in the Greek, ruach in the Hebrew, is right here where your wind is. If you knock the wind out of someone, right there under their xiphoid, that's where your spirit is. And don't get all biological on me, because really, it's, it's as simple as just knowing where your breath is, where your wind is. Because since that's your spirit, God Himself is the breath of the Almighty, the breath of life, the wind, the ruach, the pneuma, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so, when you have Christ and the Lamb on the throne, who's 100% here in us, blazing through your spirit, your heart can be energized with all that superhuman energy which He so mightily enkindles within you so that you have more than enough anointing to fix your circumstances and situations. But if you're looking for it on the outside, you always lose. You just get beat up. You get so beat up. I mean, 
It's insane the kind of witchcraft these Christians deal with. And I tell them the truth every single day. We've been doing this for 10 years, and they don't believe us. They go out, they get beat up, and then they come back, and then it's like, oh yeah, it's true. You know, it's like, this is the last resort for every Christian. The full submission to the white throne in them. They literally will allow the familiar spirits to lead their minds astray to do every other thing in the universe, like the horror of Babylon. Sleep with every other spirit inside your soul before you're like only intimate with the one Holy Spirit, your first love, and let Him take over your whole heart. And it's everybody. <laughs> it's not you specifically. It's all humanity has played the harlot. The horror of Babylon is all humanity. I have never seen a human being in the world that was just perfect after they're born again. They make so many mistakes. Growing spiritually is so messy. It's never clean. It's never neat. It's never nice. There's so much secret sin. There's so much going on in the heart, in the unseen realm that God sees in the heart. The true you inside your body, your spirit life in your heart. And until the heart is perfect by the seven spirits of God bubbling up through your loins in a total dependency on the throne of God, you can't expect anybody to be walking in great glory, to be a perfect example of sonship. They're going to lead you astray every time until we have a standard of the Son of God. And I tell you the truth, we have that standard. In this company, in Red Letter Ministries, we have a standard of absolute perfection of the New Covenant. It's true. And your spirit's always perfect. The issue is the perfection of the heart and the perfection of the mind. Be ye transfigured by the renewing of your mind. Well, Jesus walked around there, 32, 33. He was perfect. He never sinned once. But they'd always get distracted and stuff by the things He said or by the other events going on in Israel. And he'd, he'd have a million people, then all of a sudden, just 12, and one of them's a devil. Over and over and over again. Trimming, trimming, trimming. And it's like, well, shoot, John the Baptist was saying in prison, should we expect someone else? This guy's not doing anything I thought he'd do. We were looking for a revival. We were looking for this big circus show. And it seems like all he does is just irritate people, make them angry, lead them astray, even to the point where John the Baptist was questioning if he was even the Messiah. That's clearly written in the scriptures. And I'm telling you guys, God the Father's like that. He's hidden in a secret place where he will cause you to go deeper beyond what you think you know about him every single day. It will, he will test you to see if it's about first love or if you still have cares for this world. Because he is the prize. He is the most cherished possession of our hearts, our first love, God the Father living inside our hearts, our paradise, our heaven, our breakthrough, our everything, our inheritance. Maker of heaven and earth. He's almighty. He's all-powerful. He's perfect love. He's perfect wisdom. His wisdom is so beyond human wisdom that when you start speaking even the most base wisdom of God, it is higher than all the highest heights of men's philosophies, of all the wisdom of humanity. I'm telling you, wisdom has built her seven pillars inside your heart, the seven spirits of God. And the menorah of the Holy Ghost blazes within you. 
That's the only light that was in the temple in the Old Covenant. And it was just a foreshadow of having the menorah of the Holy Spirit, God's sevenfold Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, and the spirit of the Lord coming up and burning through our hearts and burning through our brains in a perfect release of Jesus Christ. This is what I pray for every one of you, that the name of the Father and the name of the Son and the name of New Jerusalem be written on your flesh today. That you become wholly set apart entirely for God. And that everything that pulls on your heart to live a human life, to cling and retain control of your life, would just be cut today. That you would cut that cable and cord and be set free from Satan entirely. And all of the cares of the world and all of the cares of this life that you would fully give him your life and not ask for it back. In the name of Jesus Christ. We love you guys. Be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow. Actually, we're going to do another meeting at 7, I think. Jim asked me to do his meeting over there at the hotel tonight, so we'll be broadcasting again in a couple hours. We'll see you guys then. Amen.